Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your daily reading for this May 7th. I praise God for you, and I, I thank, that, thank you for uh, listening in to this uh, wonderful message, and I pray that God blesses you through it, and restores your life, restores your faith, uh, gives you insight uh, so you can make it through this day. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence and we ask you to breathe in our lives yet again, Father God. We ask for a fresh anointing, Lord, as we come into your presence, Father God, that you are our God, that you want a relationship with us, you don't want a soldier. You don't need a servant. You want a friend and a relationship with us. You want, a, you want sons and daughters, Father God. Help us to understand what that means and to come into the fullness of that. We praise you and thank you for life, Lord. You are holy. Thank you, Father God. Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven. You see, Father God, when we cry out to you, our Father. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will, thy will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, give us everything that you have in store for us. Our prayers and petitions that, that you know, Father God. We don't need to call them out. You know exactly what we speak of. For you are our Father. You know clearly when we are speaking and when we are not. Father God, thank you for the Holy Spirit praying for us and our groanings, things that we can't pray about or should pray about. Thank you that the Holy Spirit prays for us. We ask for a fresh anointing. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Father God. In Jesus' name, deliver us from our enemies. Deliver us from ourselves, our flesh. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for the world globally. Every face, every heartbeat out there, Father God. I'm not focusing on skin color or, or creeds or religions, Father God, but every heartbeat out there, Father God. We even pray for the animals, Father God. In Jesus' name, Lord, that you would touch each and everything out there, Father God, and breathe into it in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Heal us, touch us, redeem us, make us whole. Thank you for this May 7th, Father God. Let this be the day, Lord, truly, that we understand that it's not just, a, not just the day that the Lord has made, but it is a day that we can be glad and rejoice in it. In nomine Padre, et Filii, Spiritus Santos, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, to ages of ages, let there be light, love, laughter, and redemption. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. When me and my brother were little boys, we had a we had a checker set. I don't know if you guys remember what checkers are or even heard of it. Uh, you know, some people haven't. I mean, as, as much as people know in the world, sometimes we don't really know everything. And I know it's something simple as checkers. You're like, oh, what is that? Yeah, it's some kind of shirt or something. You know, some people don't know. But checkers was a game. And it was like a board game, and you know, each checker has its own crown. 
you know, and each checker was a crown. And, and you know, some, some of them had the little crown on there, but, but uh, you know, th that's because it was created to become a king. So each one, you know, had the stamping of, of a crown on it, just like, you know, just like some of us, just like not all of us, we are made, we are in the kingship and queenship. See. So yeah, each each one had had the stamping of a of a crown on it. Each one was a crown. That's because it was created to become a king. Not every checker will become a king. It all depends on the moves they make. You see. It all depends on the moves that, that they make, and it's the moves that you make. But each checker was created to reign. If you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have a crown. You have a crown on your head. And you were created to rule. The Bible says that the grace of God gives us the ability to reign. When Jesus died on the cross, He paid for our sins. But when He rose from the dead, He guaranteed our victory. That's why the Bible says that uh, we are more than conquerors in Christ. We are more than conquerors in Christ because we were made to rule. You know, Satan wants, uh, wants to take your crown. Satan wants to take your crown from you like, like checkers you, that, that have been, you know, like in checkers, you know, if you get that, it's like a, you, you have been removed from the board. You've been removed from the board because they didn't make the right moves or because maybe you didn't make the right moves. So it seems. Uh, we, we want to make sure that, that we make the right moves so that we get the crown that God has for us. In fact, the scripture says that grace has seated us with Him in heavenly places. And where Jesus seated? And wh where is Jesus seated? On a throne. On a throne on a throne on the right-hand side of His Father. Only ruling kings sit on thrones. We are seated right beside Him because we are to rule with Him. If you belong to Christ Jesus, if you belong to Jesus Christ, you've got a crown. You've got a crown. You've got a crown. And, and, and and you just have to, you know, you just have to make the right moves. You just have to make, you just have to make the moves. Sometimes it's not all about the right moves. Sometimes you have to make the move. Why that might seem confusing, sometimes just moving alone. It's, it's not that it's right or wrong, just moving. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one, just moving. So that you experience so that you experience Jesus Christ in the fullness. And so you experience who God says you are in the fullness of who God says you are. You belong to Jesus Christ. You've got a crown and you just got to make the moves so that you experience that crown, so that you experience that crown, that grace has offered you under the, uh, you know, under the, under, under God's authority. Under God's authority. You are not to settle for anything less than ruling authority that Christ offers you.
You know, freedom is an awesome thing. Our nation has established to promote freedom. It's released from, you know, illegitimate bondage, something that has, has no right to hold you hostage. Did you know that uh, the great news about grace is that it offers freedom? Freedom from our attempts to make our own selves acceptable to God. Freedom, to, uh, freedom from the flesh to control us anymore. Freedom from something that, that wants, you know, wants to make you a slave, yeah? We've all known what it's like to be a slave in our, to, to our impulses. To be a slave to illegitimate desires. Or to be a slave to circumstances. No kidding, yeah? To be a slave to circumstances that we want to get rid of. We want to get rid of them. Wow. You know, so grace then is, is a freedom fighter. Grace is a freedom fighter. Grace sets us free from the handcuffs, from the bondage from, of, of sin. Sets us free from that bondage of sin so that we can, be, so that we can become what we were created to be. It's Satan's goal through the world and, and through the flesh to keep us hostage, to hold us in an incarcerated situation, and, you know, in our own hearts, in our minds, in our lives, in our spirits. But God's grace, God's grace, but the grace of God when it's released in our lives connects us with the provisions of God so that we can experience all that God has planned for us. This is why it is the best, you know, is the, it is the best interest of the evil one to keep us from growing in grace so that he can keep us hostage. Yeah. One of the ways he does that is through legalism, our own human attempt, you know, through the flesh of God's, you know, uh, our own human attempt through the flesh to meet God's standard and we fall short. We can spiritualize legalism saying, you know, I mean, now we can spiritualize legalism and say, well, I'm trying hard. You know, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is my New Year's resolution or I, I'm putting forth my best effort or this is my halftime resolution. I, I, I do one in the beginning of the year and then I do one in the middle. This is my halftime resolution because I probably didn't meet the standards yet. Or I'm putting forth this, this is my best effort. But that's not how grace works, you see. That, that's not how grace works. What grace gives us is a battery which empowers something to work. When God infused us with his grace, it came with batteries. The Holy Spirit's job is to release, you know, is to, is, is to release us to be free is to release us to be free. But when we stop looking and living by grace, we are literally cutting off. We are cutting off the resource. We're cutting off the resource. We're hitting the off button on the power supply that's already built in. You know, so, so we get all the, so get all the grace you can handle so you can experience all the freedom that God offers. Did you know that grace gives you the ability to enter, to, to, to enter into God's true rest? And, and did you know that, that grace gives you the ability to, to either override 
or work through adverse circumstances in your life. We all face things that seem to be difficult to overcome. Problems, pain, you know, frustrations, people, uh, you know, it, and, and it looks like something, you know, sometimes like we're being, you know, overridden by, we're, we're being overridden by, uh, you know, by that which appears to be, you know, out of our control, you see. Intergrace. Intergrace. What grace does is it comes alongside of us, either to override something or take, or to take us through something that seems just, just so overwhelming. The law of gravity holds us down, but the law of aerodynamics lifts us up. It doesn't cancel the law of gravity, but it does override it so that we can fly in an airplane and even go through gravity and even go through even go through uh, gravity is still working and going through that and even 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 though going through gravity and even though gravity is still working we're still just gliding on through there pushing those limits we all have you know these three enemies in the world the flesh and the devil, the world, the flesh, and the devil, you see. They are all trying to pull us down and bring us to defeat. Enter into grace. The Holy Spirit uses grace and to, and to add a new law to the way we function as followers of Jesus Christ. Lifting us above without, the, without necessarily canceling the reality of the law of sin and death. And that wants, uh, that wants to, you know, all that stuff wants to hold us down. So when you think about grace, think about its wings, its ability to lift us up and to take us, you know, beyond, beyond what our experiences is saying. What we have to do is live under, live under and be controlled by that. Yeah. I wish I could say, to follow Jesus means that all your problems will disappear. You know, I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that, you know, following Christ means that everything's going to, all the bad stuff's going to disappear. But the reality is, is some of your problems don't even show up until you are following Jesus Christ. Jesus said, these things have I spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation." But take charge, I have overcome the world. So grace empowerment provides you strength in one of three ways. One, it is the strength to be, is to be delivered from. Two, it is the strength to move through. Or three, it is the strength to be changed in the midst of it. But any one of these, but any one of these will have the same result. Strength you didn't have initially until someone from heaven joins you on earth to help you lift the weight that appeared to be too, too heavy for you to lift. Grace gives you the, the power to overcome. We all, we all like things that, that come to us for, for free, you know, and we don't have to pay for them. It's a gift, like a birthday present, you see. When, when you think about the word grace, Think about it as a gift. It is God's gift to the human race 
It is unmerited favor. To, to put it more comprehensively, grace is inexhaustible supply of God's goodness, giving us what we do not deserve. Giving us what we do not deserve that we could ever earn and would ever be able to repay. The wonderful thing about grace is that it is free. And because this uh, free gift is, is so awesome and, and so available to all who will receive it, you ought to be thankful for the provision of God's magnificent grace. The Bible says in Romans 3, chapter 24 through uh, 26, it says, And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that comes by Christ Jesus. God re uh, presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith he did this to demonstrate his righteousness because his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did, he did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the time so that to be just and the one who justifies, who have faith in Jesus. Amen. Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 26. You know, we all have birthday parties. We either go to them or people come to ours. It, isn't it exciting when somebody brings a gift and you have, you have to receive it but you don't really earn it? You simply are being given a gift because you were born. Well, when you were born, when you were born again, it comes as a gift. God freely bestows you know, on us the favor that, that, he, that He now can give because of what His Son has already done. So while grace is free to us, it was costly to God because it cost him the life of his own precious son and his sacrifice on the cross. Your motivation for spiritual life ought to be that you appreciate the expensive gift at a high cost to God, at no cost to you because of his magnificent grace. Praise God. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith and it is not for yourselves. It is the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. I thank you for uh, joining me in this daily reading. I pray that you walk through the rest of this month, whatever trials, whatever problems, circumstances that you go through, that you definitely walk through this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore. And let the word of God prosper in you and in your life. And may you be whole in the fullness of who God says you are like you've never seen before. Because God loves you. Be blessed.